Thanks for joining me this week on the show. I'd like to explore the topic of doing versus being. I'm sure that you've heard it. We are not human doings. We are human beings. And especially as the season is changing, we're moving into the holidays. I think it's a terrific time for a reminder of the value, the benefits of presence, of being aware, of tuning in, and inside I'm going to let you know to one of my new favorite tools in the toolkit for having more flow, more presence, for getting a little bit more done without drawing on that stress state to push me forward. So lots to explore in today's episode. So glad you're here. Thanks for joining me. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I'm so happy to have you with me this week for another episode of Happified and a little follow-up or check-in as I noticed on the calendar as the days whizzed by that last week on November 2nd uh, was Stress Awareness day. I don't know if you were aware of that before we were in the midst of it. I was not. Thank goodness for these little reminders that pop up. But I think it's a powerful reminder, as you know, I'm an advocate of, to check in, to be present and aware, to see how stress is showing up in your life and how we can be turning down the volume where we don't need to be harboring or cultivating different stressors so we can live life in more flow. This week, I'd like to explore the topic of doing less and being more. The difference between do and be. And you've probably heard it said we are human beings, not human doings, but we do in this Western lifestyle sometimes muddy the waters there and maybe lose track of where our priorities might be. So. I'm glad to have you with me this week for a little contemplation and exploration. So thinking about the difference between doing and being, right? Um, we tend to get caught up in a lot of things to do. That to-do list never seems to get any shorter. And personally, I am really making an effort to cultivate opportunities to simply be. And it does take some effort, which might seem a little counterintuitive, but again, knowing this Western lifestyle that we all tend to get caught up in, a little bit of effort, a little bit of sight towards where we can have these opportunities to be present, to be noticing and checking in, and these opportunities for mindfulness can be so empowering. So think of the difference, too, between force versus flow, that effort against, against resistance, working with friction versus opening and allowing, moving into a space of trust. Perhaps you can see or feel the difference a little better if you think of the difference between proving yourself, demonstrating your capability, your talents, your skills, your worth versus trusting yourself 
perhaps you have also heard that we are already perfect. We are perfectly imperfect. We are in the right place in our own development at the right time as life is unfolding. There's a very different energy there versus that effort to do and refine and perfect versus that open awareness and exploration and, and curiosity. And I think perhaps you might agree that those energies, that energy of trusting, of exploring, is much more welcoming and inviting, very different from, you know, working in that stressful state where your focus is narrowed, all systems are on alert and really drilled in on one specific issue at hand or outcome that you are seeking versus being open, being aware, being able to draw on so much more because we are not simply reacting to stress. Perhaps you know people or occasionally you catch yourself in the act of using stress as fuel. You know, maybe you say you work best under a deadline. Maybe, you know, that procrastination gives you that surge of energy and focus to turn things out in the 11th hour. I know working in the theater community, that was a pretty big fuel for us too. And I have caught myself falling into those habits now and then, letting distraction pull me away and prevent some forward motion until it really comes down to it and I've got to get my butt in the seat and turn things out. And what if instead of using stress as fuel, we explore how it feels to, as my dear friend Pat has been saying lately, surfing the stress. You know, sometimes people use that analogy of, of letting the river carry you as opposed to paddling upstream. And I also like that image of surfing the stress, using it to propel you, using your own abilities to kind of carve your path and choose a direction. But again, you're going with the flow. You're not trying to swim out past the breakers. You're not trying to, you know, work against that flow of nature, but there are ways you can channel and harness that and still feel in control. That beautiful marriage of letting yourself be open to direction and having a bit of control to guide your way. I'm curious too, if you've thought about, um, in that doing versus being space. And this was really coming up lately in a conversation. I'm very excited to be sharing with you in a couple of weeks. Early in December, I'll be sharing the episode that I recorded with Christopher Lee Maher, who was one of those very active, very powerful, very successful doers who really did use stress as a fuel, who made a profound shift after some awarenesses, after literally experiencing a body breakdown and then transforming his perspective and even his way of being to become a be-er, to being present, to recognizing that he could unwind the impacts and effects of a lifetime of stress and how much more powerful and aware and present he was able to be when he came around to the being. One of the to topics that he discusses in his book is external self-esteem versus inner confidence. And sometimes we do um, really drill into looking to others for approval, demonstrating our capability, as I've already said, to seek 
reward, recognition, approval from others versus digging into our own worth, being present to what we bring to the table, cultivating that inner confidence and ability so that we can not be needing to drive ourselves with stress, to hold on to ourselves, to feel like that tension is a framework that is holding us up and not recognizing that perhaps that tension could actually be something that is holding us back, that is restricting our growth, that is limiting our potential. Christopher, as you will get to explore in his podcast episode, talks a lot about um, stress and time equaling trauma and the impact of stress as distortion in the body. And really, I think that we can see, perhaps it's hard to recognize how we can make the shift while we're busy in the doing, but when we can make the shift, we, we can stop, you know, cultivating or relying on that stress, that inner distortion, we can release that and we can experience a whole new level of freedom, of losing those inhibitions, of really tapping into our true potential. And so speaking of potential, I am really excited to share with you a new um, product that has come into my awareness. You know that I love to call on all of the tools, um, whole foods, simple nutrition, um, healthy ingredients, the fewer the better. And I've recently been very grateful to partner with a company called Magic Mind, which arose from another high achieving leaders pursuit of all of these best ingredients, best supports in reaching that flow state. And I know you've probably talked, heard me talk about that flow state too. We all desire to tap into that clarity, that focus, that ability to turn things out at our optimum. And it's even better when time seems to fall away. And I've already mentioned that sometimes when I fall into that stress state, I fall into distraction, to procrastination, to not working in flow. And since I've been trying Magic Mind, I've really been experiencing more of that clarity, less of that fuzziness, some of that mind fog that comes along, especially given the time of day. If I haven't had a great lunch, I can really start to flag in the afternoon. And what I see is less scattered focus, less leaning on distraction as kind of a comfort technique. Perhaps you know how that is, that um, desire to Netflix and chill, to numb out after a day of work. And I feel so much more in, con time, in control of my time and energy to really turn things out so that I can be creating more of that space for play and curiosity. So let me tell you a little bit about the ingredients in here. I'm a huge fan of these superfood mushrooms, lion's mane mushroom and cordyceps and other ingredients like bacopa, moneri and turmeric and ashwagandha. Some of these are really powerful adaptogen herbs that can help to moderate our stress response, help us feel more relaxed and at the same time help give us a boost of energy. And being a creative myself and looking for that motivation and focus, I'm really enjoying that as I've been experimenting and incorporating Magic Mind into my daily routine. 
I was leaning a lot on coffee and you know as long as there's coffee in the pot I can always use a warm-up it does taste delicious but I have found that naturally since I've been drinking Magic Mind I drink at least half as what I was previously doing in my daily routine and it's my intention to start weaning myself off of that even further but without it feeling like a mission I've tried other mushroom powders where it really just became a flavor additive to the coffee instead of a standalone and so I'm already seeing a big shift in that regard like I said, I don't like extra ingredients and this doesn't have anything extra sweetened with only a little bit of honey, which is a great immunity booster too, and some stevia. It keeps it nice and clean and simple. There is a little bit of caffeine coming from matcha green tea, which you might know is a powerful antioxidant and a little bit of energy boost that's more even a little more lasting than that quick, sharp spike of caffeine coming from coffee. In this season with immunity and you know immunity or stress can compromise your immunity there's a little boost from vitamin c vitamin d and a little echinacea and some other powerful antioxidants like turmeric you know charged with a little black pepper extract to keep your inflammation turned down stress causes inflammation other impacts in our lives it can start to come up and we don't need to be carrying that extra fire we need our body's resources going where we want them so like I said I'm already experiencing less desire to lean on coffee and I'm feeling better more clear and more focused while I'm getting work done through the day it's all in a I've got mine here because I haven't this for top of the morning haven't had mine yet two ounce shot it tastes better than wheatgrass juice if you're used to that taste you can add it to your coffee I've heard some people say they do you can add it to your morning smoothie I like to add it to a little bit of something so it lands in my stomach with a cushion and then enjoy it through the day so I'd love to hear about your experience and I have for you a special offer my friends at magic mind have created an opportunity for you to get a discount so you can try it and enjoy a little bit of cost savings so you can visit magicmind.co slash happified h-a-p-p-i-f-i-e-d and check it out for yourself learn a little bit more about these powerhouse ingredients take a look at some of the experiences people are having if my mine is not yet enough for you and while you're there if you're ordering the product use code happified 20 to get 20% off so magicmind.co slash happified and while you're there in the in the checkout um, coupon code you can enter happified 20 h-a-p-p-i-f-i-e-d two zero if you drop that code within 10 days of this podcast coming out you're going to get a 40 percent discount so take a look at that try it out for yourself and see how you feel as we're coming into this season of wellness we want to get centered before the holly days falls upon us so give yourself a little bit of super fuel and i can't wait to hear about how that lands for you so back to the conversation at hand we've been talking about um, how to change gears from doing versus being and i'd love to um, contemplate right how can you switch gears without making it difficult for yourself you know I'm an advocate of small changes that add up so we don't want this to be an overwhelming a radical shift we don't want you to be um, 
lashing yourself or falling into that Western lifestyle. We all read about how lovely it would be to wake up in balance, to have your million dollar morning routine, but trust me, I know that life gets in the way of all of these grand intentions. So how can we break this down into baby steps? How can we actually incorporate this and start to experience some of the benefit without waiting for that opportunity to make the right shift at the right time? Myself, um, and I've shared this on a recent episode, I really am digging in on the effort of finding ways to create space. It's not always easy to do. So when we're used to doing, or if doing has served us, maybe you're a fan of the Pomodoro um, time blocking technique. What if you create a block of time in your calendar and getting to know yourself, you start to know when do you just do better knowing exactly what you need to do and check things off of a list. Maybe in the morning as you're getting your wits about you, you're getting your energy up, you're waiting for your magic mind to kick in, you are ticking things off the list, but maybe just before lunch or sometimes after a good healthy lunch not everybody experiences brain fog. Maybe that's when you're nourished, your energy is a little bit higher, and that's when you want to put a block of time on your schedule to be more open, more creative, to give yourself a little more open structure to have a little opportunity for the being in the things that you're trying to get done. Perhaps morning is the best and you want to start your day in that space of working with a little bit more freedom. You can carry that energy through the day. Myself, that's what I'm finding works. I'm starting the day without media. In the morning when I'm having my first drink, I like to do a little bit of reading from a book rather than grabbing my phone. I always fall into that doom scroll on the way to whatever else it was that I wanted to take a quick look at. So cutting the media, starting with a book, writing a bit in a journal, I find it's really helpful to do a bit of a brain dump, to write a bit with no intention of getting anything clear on the page. Sometimes good ideas come up, I'll have a highlighter handy and highlight those to come back to, but it's a non-judgmental, non-productive space to just clear the cache, right? To open up some of that bandwidth for yourself again. And then at that point, I can have a fresh perspective, an open point of view, and work on some things that I'm really looking for direction. I haven't refined the process or the steps, and so I can sit with that, I can be more flexible, and get that to a point where, in the next session where I'm ready to be checking some things off the list, I can get into that more practical framework after I've given it some time to incubate and come together. So perhaps that's a way to start introducing a little time for being into your day, even when I know that you're as busy as I am trying to get things done. <laughs> Moving your body is a really powerful way to get into that space too. Again, we spend so much time sitting at the computer. Recently, I've discovered Gabrielle Roth. Unfortunately for me, she passed about 10 years ago, but her work is very available online. I stream a lot of music on YouTube, and so I'll put some of her music slash videos on and it's very simple rhythmic 
um, almost tribal music. Some of it, she uses words to guide your movement, to check in with different parts of your body, to really be free in your form and expression. And again, this just helps to open us up, to get us out of this fixed mindset, this narrow track and to be more available to ourselves. So I'm really becoming a big fan of Gabrielle Roth, and I would suggest that's one to check in with if you tend to feel a little stuck sitting in your chair and you're looking for opportunities to break out now and then. Another powerful way to tune back into our being is finding moments to simply observe. At what point in your day can you take even just a few minutes to just tune into nature? Maybe on your lunch break, you step outside just to take some deep mindful breaths, to see how the wind is moving in the trees, to see how the light of the sun is changed. Now at the time change, we've got a big shift in the morning light. That was really an impact for me as I was getting my day started today. Or at the end of the day or on your drive home, a sunset, um, observing different things in the nature around you, or really being present to a song on the radio or that you're playing on your music service. In fact, um, in addition to sometimes looking for music to really get some energy moving in the drive, I've even taken to driving in silence and letting that be a space where I can just be present, where I'm not flooding my mind with new information and data. I definitely for a long time was part of that mobile university mindset, never let the car be a wasted opportunity to be learning and listening and doing, right? And now it's really a treat for me sometimes when I get in the car to choose to simply be, to cut down on the input to be present to the driving. Driving can almost be a meditation. Um, certainly in Southern California, it helps to be very present. But those opportunities for awareness can be so powerful and supportive. And another opportunity too, that um, especially when we drop into that stress state, when we're all caught up in the doing, when we feel like there aren't enough hours in the day, we really can become separated from our social network and our friends. So consider enlisting a buddy in this. Consider finding a being buddy that you can check in with. Maybe that's a phone call on your way home from work or while you're out taking a walk. You can be talking about what you see in nature as well as sharing your experiences from the day, listening and providing support, feeling heard and having that opportunity to, again, as you write in the mornings, clear the cache Empty some of that mental busyness so that you're not carrying all of that around with your brain left to chew on it. Once we express things, then our mind can let it be at rest. You can call back on that later. It'll get filed overnight if you're getting your adequate sleep. So let those different opportunities through the day create space and support for you. And again, I, I do like to qualify. I'm not here to give you a big to-do list. So if you're like, when am I going to do that? Why do I need to add these to my to-do list? Let me just come back to some of the benefits of being, right? It's so important. It's so beneficial and empowering to know your own energy levels, to understand 
when the doing is going to get things done, when you can drop into that very productive mindset, but when you naturally enjoy that opportunity to be. Maybe it's in the morning to get your day started with more ease and grace. Maybe it's in the afternoon to kind of bridge from lunch into the afternoon session. Getting to know your own natural energy rhythms is so important. And being is a wonderful way to tune into that so that you can honor them. We can also be tuning into what resonates with us and what doesn't. What is a yes and what is a no? Another terrific um, thought leader and speaker that I've recently been introduced to is Diana Chapman. And you can find her speaking about her whole body yes. She actually speaks quite a lot to CEOs and leaders, but has said that her work really is beautiful and beneficial in relationships. So wherever you are, in whatever frame of life you are, it's so helpful to be tuning in to being aware to what is a yes, to what is a no, to what is a, I guess so, just understanding and honoring our intuition so that we can cultivate that and have that to call on as we need to. Frankly, um, in my busy life, and I think you can probably relate to my personal benefit of being is having more juice for what matters. Sometimes I get very responsive, I should say reactive. I let myself get signed on for a lot of different things and I'm trying to get everything done for everybody at the appropriate time. And when I can clear down that noise, when I can cut through that static, I have so much more juice and energy and presence to show up for the things that really light me up. So instead of getting stuck in the doing, when I make space for that being and I can see what resonates, what really aligns, that's when I see real magic start to happen. And again, as it's getting colder, we're shifting into this internal winter season we really need to be aware of our well-being. We need to be supporting our health so we can stay well. We don't need to fall for this cold season. We don't need to be injuring ourselves as we move through this world distracted. Um, and we can enjoy less pain, less headaches. When we notice how our body is feeling, when we recognize I'm feeling tired, I need a little more rest tonight, all of this opportunity to be helps us turn up the volume on what really matters, which is all of these inner signals that are going to help to steer us in the right direction, that are going to help us play the long game and last to do what matters. And as I've shared many times to one of the um, casualties that I see of our stressful lives is not always the quality of our work. It's not always our personal health, but ultimately it shows up there where I see stress really having impacts that we might not recognize as in our closest personal relationships, in our relationship with our partner, our family. And when we can be more present, as we explored last week in my conversation with Elizabeth Rhino, when we can look for opportunities to take a few moments to express our gratitude, what we appreciate in each other, we have so much less opportunity to be running into misunderstandings. We're not having those expectations that are created and left unmet because we understand what our truth is, because we honor our boundaries by being more present to what works for us and what doesn't. We're sharing that with the people that we love. We're empowering them to have healthier boundaries. We're empowering them to tune into what's a yes for them and what's a no. 
And that is the ripple effect that I see uplifting our circles, our communities, our workplaces, and the world. It really needs us right now. So it does start within, and I hope that this is a little bit of inspiration for you to put aside the doing, just look for some windows of opportunity to explore, to lean into being. And I'd love to hear how this lands for you. You can always leave a comment at happifiedlife.com on this episode, the YouTube video, comment there, or join the community over in Facebook at Live With Less Stress. I always love to hear from you how this lands from you. If this is a little sticky point, if you find a little friction in the moving into the being, and um, any questions, I'd love to answer those there. Thank you so much for joining me and have a wonderful week. I'll see you back here again real soon. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.